0: It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I seen this movie.
1: Smoke and mirrors, guys! Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club, we've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club kit. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And how you doing today, Corey?
0: You know? Um I'm good. I'm twenty percent through my work week and don't ask why <laughs> i don't understand why it works but it works for me um like when i get a day done i'm like oh 20 uh 40 it makes it more manageable to me for some reason than just like oh another a day gone i've got four more to. you know what i mean
1: yeah no I'm, i like i get that
0: i like percentages but yeah so it's monday mondays aren't the best but it's fine how are you
1: mm. I am doing all right. Um today was uh we're doing like a 4-day work week. Um oh. well, I it's not accurate. We we work 5 days, but we're telling the students Mondays are a teacher work day. Um okay. basically giving teachers like a day to get stuff done. Um mm-hmm. and have meetings and stuff like we have a faculty meeting with the, all 120 something staff members on Damn. Zoom. Um it gets it gets a little crazy not everyone's great with technology so it's like some people are forget to mute their microphones and stuff like that so it can be a little background I hate noisy that. Uh, they i mean they've corrected but it's like initially they're not thinking about it or they don't realize that the the noise every well they don't usually hear their own noise so like they can't tell that they're disrupting the meeting on accident like it's small stuff um yeah. but um, so i i have two meetings today on zoom and then i had i got stuff graded and i had to send a bunch of emails to students who are you know not doing a great job transitioning to the online format like maybe they could turn in a few more assignments or whatever um but you know our, our goal is to be graceful and you know connect with them as much as possible so i send several emails um but you know uh i'm techie so there's a lot of little loopholes with that like mail merges and things that i was able to utilize um And then, uh, you know, we just recorded, um, usually we record on Mondays like we are today, uh, listeners, but we recorded on Thursday last week. And, um, usually when we do a a close back-to-back recording are what I've been watching or what we've been watching since the last time we recorded is small, but mine is not. Um, and I'll get into that momentarily, but if you're new to the podcast, I do want to welcome you. Um, this is movie club. Corey and I started this, what, like four and a half years ago, um, to uh, in- encourage each other to watch those movies that we've been meaning to watch, but we kept putting off. Um, Corey and I both notoriously are bad at rewatching movies that we really like. Still do, and that. so we still do that for sure. Um, but we've seen a lot of the the same movies many many times, and we, there's so many great ones out there that we hadn't seen that this podcast became our kind of uh, way of forcing at least one new movie every week into our our viewing. Um, in fact, this is episode one seventy one, Corey. We've done 171 of these. Um, Dang. It's kind of crazy, right? Uh, So as we approach 200, but we are currently on our new theme. uh, This is the third week, actually, of the theme of small screen that we switched uh, because of the quarantines and lockdowns. So we're, we're focusing on watching stuff that we can stream on one of these streaming services that we can. And this week, I chose The Ritual which is a Netflix original film that I'd been uh, recommended by a student a few years ago. Uh, It came out in 2017 and I've been meaning to watch it since then. Um, Finally, you know, buckled down. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie. And uh, it made sense to put it on here. So we'll be getting to our full review of that in a little bit. Uh, We've already kind of said how we're doing, uh, but if uh, there's anything else you wanted to to get into, we could, is there any other topics of uh, interest?
0: I just saw a headline. I haven't been able to read oh. the article yet. But um I am kind of dying. Um I'm being dramatic, of course. Okay. But um I, hope so. I love live music. Like that's that's kind of what I live for. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. music in general. But I love going and seeing bands I love live and I just saw a headline that Live music, uh, like concerts, will not return until like fall of two thousand twenty-one, and I've yeah twenty twenty-one. Sorry, uh, yeah. Words. Um, and I don't know if I can handle that because I know well, all of these. Go ahead.
1: No, no. Uh, keep going. I'll, I'll I'll come in after you finish your thought.
0: I had so many tickets to see so many great bands and yes if i love a band i will see them as many times as they come close to me um and sure like i was supposed to be seeing surfer blood twice in may uh one time was not close to me not a real band yeah it's a real band they're from west palm beach florida my friends so they help me sometimes when i feel a little bit homesick um and their, I believe, yeah, their drummer is, I'm pretty sure he's a drummer, is really cool. Like, I, he'll, like, answer me and, like, stuff. He's liked when I've done, like, surfer blood posts on my Instagram when it wasn't private. So he just is a really cool, nice guy. Um, And he got me the set list when they came to Boise a few years ago. Um... I just don't know if I can handle that. Um, and I know all these really cool musicians and bands are doing these really great things and doing like live from my living room and everyone's doing what they can, yeah. but it's not the same to me. It's, well, yeah. I mean, it's not the same to anybody, but I just feel like I don't like being in crowds of people. I don't really like being around a lot of people. Um, Anyways, but I can handle it for live music and I love the atmosphere and people are just really usually into it and stuff always some bad apples but you know what i mean i just feel like so much of that experience mm-hmm. is the atmosphere and uh, what were you gonna I say feel the
1: same way no well i was gonna say at least there's gonna be all these virtual concerts like i saw Radioheads doing like a weekly concert but clearly it's it's not the same i was just trying to do like the best of uh the best option kind of thing yeah um i uh you know, and a lot of bands have been doing some really cool music videos. Um, like blink 182 did, uh, for their, their new album, which is one of my favorite albums, like that's dropped in the last couple of years. Um, I'm going to forget, uh, the name of the song happy again, home. Again. I I'm so bad with names of songs. Um, too. I'm going to look it up while I'm saying it, but they did a new music video where they, um, they had a bunch of fans, like basically film themselves staying at home, you know, social distancing. And, um, happy days is the name of the song uh not like the show but um
0: good way if you haven't
1: listened to nine the blink album it's totally worth listening to but yeah happy days um the the music video is really cool um uh a few artists have done like social distancing themed songs in their home studios 21 pilots just dropped one the other day i'm not a big fan of that particular song and i am a big fan of 21 pilots but uh I, i don't love the new song i don't hate it i just i don't think it's amazing but um you know there's all sorts of uh artists doing things like that and obviously uh podcasting a lot of people are podcasting a lot more um I know I am uh Matt and I have been podcasting a lot more frequently um since we've been on lockdown um you know there, so there's a lot of media to consume and I, but I get it because I'm the same thing like I love movies I, I'm happy uh in fact I One of the movies I'll be talking about is I just watched the Trolls World Tour, um, which is, you know, was supposed to be theatrically released, but ended up being released straight to uh, digital on this new program to try to keep, you know, some some new movies coming out. And uh, I would have much preferred to go see it in the theater, although, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have um, because I get really like I don't like going to kids movies by myself. Um, It just always feels a little awkward. Uh, especially like opening weekend. So in one way, I watched the movie I probably wouldn't have watched. But in the other way, I love going to the theater. And that's like you said, With you don't like crowds. I don't like crowds either. The one exception I usually make are festivals and movie theaters, which to be fair, movie theaters are not usually as crowded as a concert. But um, I, I get that. Uh, and I, I think everyone's, there's something that we are missing with the social <laughs> distancing that we really, really want to this to end but um
0: it's hard seeing those like timelines though like yeah all of next year
1: but i don't think i'll um, make it <laughs> it could it could it could decrease if the vaccine is developed that's the thing they're, they're being optimistic because it takes a long time to make a vaccine but they are also there's a lot of people really working on trying to get a vaccine at least that's the uh my understanding obviously i don't work in a field where i would know any of that um and anything i say now is simply speculation uh but you know uh, i'm hopeful that our scientists will be able to develop something i mean you watch movies like contagion or outbreak and they make the vaccine in like 10 minutes and then like have enough to give the population pretty quickly um oh, it or seemed like it was much years. faster yeah uh, contagion is years um but and they have like a lottery system which i thought was crap like to me if we if that were to happen i say go with essential workers first you know doctors yeah. and nurses that get them vaccinated sure workers. they're okay you're right. Right. And anything we're currently qualifying. Um, and then you, then you slowly vaccinate the others. Um, you know, uh, cause I, I feel like the, especially like as much as I want to be back in the classroom and I want my students back, teaching seems to be one of the more viable online options for work. Like we can do a lot of what we do from a computer, especially with technology, the disadvantages are students who don't have internet access and that's what we are seeing, um, there had been talk for years about making internet more of a free thing. Like everybody just has internet. Google. Um, yes. Google Fiber was a, Fiber. A, a, those things now need to be, I think, implemented at a much faster rate and ISPs need to stop making money through that and do basically some other type of subscription service um, to make us, to make money off of that. Um, because it, it's, we've built a, a world where internet is as ne- a necessity and yet it's not an option for a lot of people still. And then you see the same thing with medical. Um, if if we're looking at this right now and we're still not realizing how vital it is for us to have free medical, it, it, we're, we're kidding ourselves. Um, and like, I mean, that's to me, the big solution listeners, uh, and I don't mean to get on a soapbox and I, I'm not, I, I don't have answers, but I have just thoughts. And Ideas. one thing that seems like, it seems like, the, the companies that are laying off employees because they're worried about losing money f- could afford to lose money where their employees can't. Those companies have excess where their employees, especially their hourly uh, um, minimum wage employees do not have a savings. Most middle-class people do not have savings or in that way. They
0: check away from.
1: Yeah. Right. Where a business could probably lose several million dollars before they would actually go under uh, to a degree, I I don't know that for a fact. I'm not an um, I'm not perfect at this, but just basic assumptions with that. And if not the businesses, the many millionaires that exist could go for several years, potentially without being less than a millionaire, and thus could have could help out, right? And maybe they don't want to, or maybe because we're a capitalistic society, we feel that oh no, they need to help themselves. But right now, we literally can't. There are people I... who literally can't work.
0: And I live in a very red state, and I just, like, I like our local news source, but I've unfollowed mm-hmm. them once before, and I'm about, yeah. I'm going to unfollow them again y- just because of the comments. That.
1: Yeah, and that's, and it, that in lies the the problem.
0: It, I don't know if I said this to you or on the podcast, but there are, like, people that are actually, like, pretty much, well, you should have savings. And it's like, okay, so that's nice, but not everybody lives in a world where they can have – I mean, if you – listen,
1: look at the system. You, you You basically require us to go to college in order to make it. Most people who go to college have to take out some level of student loans, which means debt. So you start in the negative before you even get the job. You get out of college, you find out the field you went in is either overpopulated or no longer a viable income source. You go into something else. Usually requires additional education, so more debt. You take out a credit card because we're told to in some capacity, and then you think, oh, I'll pay it off, but it's not easy to do, especially once you break that seal, and then you're in more and more debt. Maybe I'm speaking a little too from personal experience, but nonetheless, um if you're if you're making less money than you're able to pay off your student loan debt, you're never going to be able to save money because that student loan repayments are like freaking loan sharks, boy. They come at you hard with the the cost, like and so to the point, it's almost impossible for anyone to have been in a lower economic situation and recover from it. But if we were to give free medicare, give the required um you know, sick time, like that you actually get paid sick time. Um, Because the thing is, at some point, if we, if the people in poverty aren't getting taken care of, the people in the jobs that are considered not essential, or maybe even they are essential, but you just don't treat them right, uh, custodians being one that I always go to. Because at some point, millionaires, you're going to have to start cleaning toilets when everybody that you're not taking care of is sick or dead because they couldn't take off or they didn't have medical leave. And you need to ask yourselves, are you going to do those jobs? Because right now somebody is doing that job for you and you are not taking care of them. Um, are you going to teach your kids? Are you going to cook your food? Like, And I, I know it's not exclusive. Some millionaires do all those things, sure. But realistically, every job matters and we're not taking care of everybody. And it's yes. like to, to think that... like. What I'm saying is some kind of crazy thought is is the sad part, because I know there's people like oh blah 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 blah. You know what? Every job must be done. Yeah, and I'm not saying every job should be equal, but I am saying every job should be taken care of. the The innate human rights that they should be able I... to afford their rent, afford medical care, afford insurance, and be able to stay home sick if they're sick, so that we don't spread illness like COVID. Which is, why is, is obvious
0: and it's so sad that it's taking this for it to be like why should people go to work sick because i've gone to work sick you've gone to work sick everybody i know has oh, gone to so work many sick times. yeah and it's like i i i worked in retail for a very long time and would miss like one or two days a year touching nasty dirty money you
1: know mm-hmm. but it's like you get with with your dirty hands <laughs>
0: yeah like i i just some things I thought were going to play out a little differently, especially with us being in this pandemic, but who am I?
1: Yeah. And this isn't a political podcast folks, but you know, we're all living through this right now. It's hard not to talk about it. Um, it's hard not to address uh, the elephant in the room, so to speak, but I think that's a good stopping point. Um, just, I guess my point is like, let's really reevaluate why we are feeling the way we're feeling. Cause there are people, uh, John Oliver had a really good report on this topic, um, I've been talking to, um, I have a few history teacher friends that I really like respect their, uh, I, I go to them for all things political um, to hear like, because they're much more informed than I am. They do the research a lot more. And I, I, these are a lot of my feelings are based on just logic. And then they, they affirm my logical uh, with, with facts of politics that I maybe otherwise wouldn't know. And um, we've been talking about this before John Oliver brought it up, but John Oliver really, I think, n- hit the nail on the head. So if you don't watch last week tonight, you can actually just watch it on YouTube for free. Uh, it's worth it's worth watching um, that episode. And in fact, it's worth watching the last couple of COVID episodes um, that they're doing from like home with no live audience because, you know, COVID. So. Um, but with that, let's get into what we've been watching. Um, I have eight movies, Corey, that yeah, I've watched darn. since we recorded. I was on like, Thursday. I'm not going to
0: cuss this time. And then, ah,
1: it's all good. I made you curse. Um, let's go with uh do you want to go first? Because I'm assuming you probably don't have eight.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> um, so I followed through and I watched the two newest episodes of uh shutter's Cursed Films.
1: Mm.
0: And one the second episode was on uh The Omen and the third episode was on Poltergeist. Um they all run about twenty four minutes. If you like horror movies, I say check it out. They're very interesting. Um, wide range of people that they interview for these. Uh and then of course, like cast and, you know, crew who make the film. Um and then I watched so it's halfway to Halloween, um, on Shudder. They're releasing a bunch of stuff. They've released I think all of the Friday the 13th movies, except for like Freddy versus Jason and stuff like that. Um, So I watched Friday the 13th, the first part. I haven't seen that. hadn't seen that movie in a really long time. And I thought that it it just picked up and started with the, uh, like the girl hitchhiker, but there's like 10, 15, 20 minutes before that. Um, Mm -hmm. And baby Kevin Bacon. Um, Yep. Yeah, and then I've actually been playing a video game. Oh. I used to love Harvest Moon on the GameCube. Loved it. And I've heard people talking about Stardew Valley, but I didn't realize that it was harvest moon pretty much so i was like talking to bill about it and he's like oh yeah and he just like got it for me and i've been playing that on our switch um dude i remembered why i don't like to play video games because i like wake up and i have breakfast and then i start playing and goodbye two hours goodbye three hours but i'm just like i'm gonna just play through three days on the game and then you know what i mean yeah (laughs) um but yeah that i haven't been doing anything exciting but that's what I've i really
1: been i think you would like animal crossing Corey. it's a lot i of played fun. animal crossing the new one
0: not the new one
1: uh-huh. i'm
0: is it like 60 dollars?
1: probably yeah it's, so a, it's that, a nintendo staple so
0: yeah i know i really want luigi's mansion 3 i freaking love luigi's mansion but right now i'm having a hard time spending 60 dollars on a video game but stardew what? valley was $15 for anybody who's interested.
1: Yeah, I think we have it on Xbox One because uh, Taylor likes that stuff. I, I have not played that, but she said it was really good. And I am very into Animal Crossing right now. Um, that has been my go-to game, although I'm also playing Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually, finally, uh the last couple of attempts of story games, I've either been too stressed out by the game, like instantly, oh. or like my patience is like really, really like, quick to snap lately. Ugh. Like if, if I like loading screens and stuff, I'm just like, you know what? Don't want to play. Forget it. And um I don't know why. I don't know what's I, I don't know if it's just the like being locked up in the house or what, but like I I have a very quick like quit ratio with uh things that I feel are taking too long. Um even movies like lately I've been like, oh god, there's still 30 minutes left. Like what's going on? Like and it, I'm saying it too often and it's not even movies I don't enjoy. I'm just like this feels like it should be over now. Everything uh, long. <laughs> yeah, but uh, on that note, I've watched eight movies since Dang. Thursday. Um, a lot of things that I'm trying to check off. Uh, so I, found, I had to watch Trolls because I never saw Trolls, and I was I knew I was going to be watching the new one. So I was like, I like okay, I got to watch the old one. Um, so I, I bought the old one, uh, and – I don't hate it, to be honest. I I don't love it, um, but it it was better than I expected, and I had low expectations. But um, I do JT and Anna Kendrick. Uh, and I tend to adore Anna Kendrick, and it, even as a troll, uh, she won me over. Um, the story's kind of all over the place, and they uh, they like borrow a lot from other stuff. Um, in the first movie, but it's enjoyable. It's not amazing. I don't like say go out and buy it kind of thing. But um, I watched a new Netflix original film called The Main Event which is like a WWE-inspired Rookie of the Year or Like Mike where a kid finds like a luchador mask that gives him the ability to wrestle and he gets a NXT, which is the WWE-like uh, training school, so to speak. Um, it's like the one step down from the big leagues. Uh, it's the minor leagues. That's the term I was trying to get, but I'm so out of sports I could not think of it. Um, and uh, it's it's okay. It's not as good as like Rookie of the Year Like Mike, but it, it's, it's fine. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, for the bloody awesome movie podcast, usually we do the big four film releases of the month, but you know, Matt and I can't afford to rent everything that comes out on VOD. And we also still don't know for sure what all is coming out on VOD this month. So we're doing trolls world tour, but so a lot of the other stuff we're going to review for BAMP is going to be uh, Netflix releases. Cause they have a steady stream of stuff coming out, including a big Chris Hemsworth movie coming out in two weeks called extraction. Um, but so the main events on the potential list. So that's why I checked that out. Um, I watched a movie called The Road's Not Taken, uh, which is uh, interesting. Um, It stars Javier Bardem and Elle Fanning. Uh, Selma Hayek and Laura Linney also have roles in it. Um, I was intrigued by it. I don't love it, but it was a a very interesting look at dementia-type disorders Mm. or disease. Um, Watched The Ritual because of this podcast that we're going to be talking about momentarily. Uh, Yesterday, I watched – man, I just realized I watched three movies yesterday. Um, I watched Trolls World Tour in the morning. And I don't know if you know the premise of this one, Corey, but uh, it basically theorizes that there's different um, musical genre-centric tribes of trolls, right? Like the, the trolls from the first movie are the pop trolls. And then uh, the rock trolls are trying to reunite all of the other tribes by m- one music, rock. And then there's a funk tribe, and a country tribe, and uh, classical music, and I think there's two others. Um, and then there's some other subdivisions and it's, it was a really creative use and it actually like makes the world interesting. So highly recommend it's a lot of fun. I actually wish that was the first movie. Cause I think it, it actually gives the trolls like their own uh, existence versus like the first movie is just like, yeah, yeah. We're like little Smurfs, but with hair instead, like they're, they just feel like knockoffs where this feels like they established themselves as something unique and different. And uh, the use of the musical genres was really cool. Um, and then uh, Kathy's been wanting to see. I still believe the Jeremy Camp inspired um, Christian inspirational film with uh, KJ Appa from um, Riverdale and uh, Britt Robertson from a bunch of stuff. Um, so we sat. It was on sale uh, t- to rent. It was on sale for ten bucks because um, it's still supposed to be in theaters, but it's not because no theaters exist. And um, <laughs> it she liked it. It it's fine. It's if you really want, like you know. <sighs> the the term that i think i've read uh david ehrlich's review um that i think is really good is it's just super sanitized like nothing is even like the conflict feels too okay and too like everything's perfect nothing is really wrong like even the wrong is like yeah but it's okay and it just i don't know it's like there's no way the story's that clean you know what i mean like that everything's just so easy. It's a sad story inherently, but um, and an inspirational one. Uh, but it's it's very melodramatic. It's but it's not a bad movie. The performances are fine. It's just some of the dialogues real. It's doing exactly what it set out to, what it set out to do. And if you like that, you'll like it. Um, okay, so the last two movies are in an attempt for me to be a completionist, as I like to be. <laughs> There are four Pixar movies that, as of yesterday, I had not seen. I've never seen The Good Dinosaur, which I watched yesterday. And I've never seen A Bug's Life, which I just watched, like, literally just ended, like, 20 minutes ago. Well, 20 minutes before we recorded. Um, I still have to watch Cars 2, which I'm on the fence about if I want to bother. But I am a completionist, so I probably will. And I need to uh, – I've never truly watched Wally. Like, I saw it. I had it on, but I was playing world of warcraft and that movie is essentially a silent film so i definitely didn't give it a fair shake right like cause i'm not giving it 100 percent of my attention which means i'm missing stuff so i've been meaning to get to wally and i'm i'm going to watch it probably by the end of the week uh but i have to say um you know i'm a big pixar fan uh, i like most movies we've been talking about onward um i i have you seen good dinosaur
0: saw it in theaters
1: oh um, I didn't dislike that one at all. I, I don't really think I dislike any Pixar film. I, I would say it's not one of my favorite Pixar films, but as I, I believe I've said, and Big Tuna said it while talking about me watching that, is like even low Pixar is still good, you know? Um, the worst Pixar movie is still probably going to be better than a lot of other movies, and that's, I, I, I would say, accurate.
0: Like, it should have just been Disney. Like, that's the level it felt like to me.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It just I don't know. I I like the relationship between Spot and Arlo Fine and it's kind of trying to be a western um which was weird. I, I I wasn't expecting like a western when I went into the good dinosaur. Um but it's got like a western kind of vibe to it uh you know, boy and a dog. Spaces. Yeah, well and then there's literally like the the cattle herding T-Rexes. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is voiced by Sam Elliott. So really hitting home <laughs> yeah. the, the Western vibe. Uh so, yeah, that. They, Yeah, it, it's got... And they're farmers, you know, living on the range kind of thing. So, um, yeah, but it, it was fine. And then A Bug's Life, um, I'd seen clips of... I, I, I don't remember for sure. I was in high school when it came out. So I was like, I was too cool for a cartoon. Even though I love Toy Story. Um, and I just, I never bothered to get to it and I, I liked it fine um not one of my favorite pixar films either but it's 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 definitely solid uh but yeah that's what i've been watching um i haven't really watched any tv because i've been cramming movies in as much as oh, i could yeah. um since but remember that's all since thursday and today's monday so in like five days i watched eight movies so a lot a lot of stuff um part some are for podcast, and actually only the, the ritual was for a podcast uh future podcast though for the main event and um trolls world tour but uh that's like the end to may already when i'm recording that so um but those reviews will be up soon at dot so uh get ready for those if you want to see my thoughts um on those films and that said i am ready to get into the ritual um and before we do that uh we'll have a quick word from our Sponsor, all right. So, The Ritual uh came out uh, in 2017 as a Netflix original. The premise is a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. That's a really crappy description, um, but accurate at the same time, but just like doesn't leave much. Uh, stars Rafe Spall, Archer Ali, Robert James Collier, Sam Thur- Thurton, and Paul Reed, technically. Um, and then oh hey i know that dude matthew needham oh yeah he's in Stutterer, which is a really good uh, academy award-winning short film if i'm not mistaken or at least it was academy nominated um and uh directed by david bruckner who uh i've not seen any of his movies but he directed at least something in vhs which i've not seen but you've seen vhs right
0: no, I tried to, and I had oh. to turn it off immediately
1: was VHS um oh is that no not a anthology is that one film
0: it is an anthology, but I know it is VHS the first one that I found at like the Dollar Tree or something because ah. I hate when but it happens all the time where like the streaming services won't have the first one, but you can watch the second third fourth or fifth one
1: yep yep like shutter has that I think right
0: uh yeah VHS too I think
1: mm-hmm but oh um,
0: he directed two episodes of creep show the tv series on uh shutter
1: well there you go you like that Mm -hmm. um so uh i i had my one of my students had picked this uh film and if i'm not mistaken the same student had it on uh before we we had to leave school we had a um i guess it was probably two months ago um we did a uh, assignment where they got to pick their um best of the decade right like they had to do like a little graphic organization thing and i I put it on the bulletin board i think the week before school ended so like now no one's got to see all these great things my students picked. um but uh i think this movie ended up in her top 10 for the decade uh so she not only recommended it but like fully backed it now that does not mean anything because obviously movies are subjective but it was one i'd been really wanting to get to and i would say um I enjoyed it, uh, for the most part. I was really uh into the atmosphere of it. Um, I really like Rafe Spall quite a bit. Uh, he's been in a couple of that great movies. He's uh, one of the two detectives in um Hot Fuzz, and then he has a real small oh, part in Shaun of the Dead. But um, and he is son of uh, um, what's his name? The guy that plays Wormtail in um Harry Potter. I'm not gonna remember his name. Something Spall, obviously. Well, can't think of his name, but the, the, his dad is also a, a very famous British actor, but um, I really liked him in this movie Timothy. a lot. Timothy Spall. That's it. Um, I really liked Rafe in this quite a bit. Uh, I enjoyed um, all of the characters to a degree. I mean, like there are things you're not supposed to like about them, but overall, I, I like the premise of the film. Um, I do think there are some weak spots and I won't get into the specifics, but it does in the third act. There are some things that I feel a lot of horror movies fall into, um, so uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm a little more forgiving of those mistakes. Uh, in some ways, this movie reminded me of Blair Witch. Um, yes! But, but not the uh, shaky cam, which I actually appreciate about this movie, that it's not handheld, because it easily could have been found footage, and I'm glad it's not. I, I much prefer this. Um, Not to say Blair, Witch, Blair Witch's found footage works and like, it should have stopped there though right a lot of the found footage films don't work and they don't feel organic they all feel like knockoffs of these other things there are some other exceptions to that mind you but often it feels like a gimmick and the going with the traditional cinematography in this um or at least more traditional uh there's some really cool elements there's some definite like tension built and i i really bought the uh the history between the friends, which. They do a good job of not giving us a big exposition dump, but getting the gist of their, their history together. And overall, I, you know, I, I found myself really into the film. Um, I did watch it with headphones because my wife doesn't like scary movies. And uh, she was in the adjacent room watching her own show. And so like, I, oh, I watched it with headphones. I bet that was and, wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, at one point like, I, I'm really into a scene like, and it's like getting scary and she like walked in the room, and I don't want her to see the screen because I'm like afraid. So I'm like, no, and I'm like, I like didn't have time to like warn her ahead of time. I don't think she saw anything, but I was just like, don't look. And she like spun around real quick, and I'm like pausing it, I'm, like, okay, you're okay. But um, I, I sometimes I think the headphones, especially with a horror film, uh, especially an atmospheric horror film, can really uh, intensify the moments. And I was definitely into it. So overall, I like the ritual. Uh, Corey, what were your thoughts?
0: Um just hearing you talk about and say the things that you liked makes me like it a little more, but I kind of found it to be like middling. Like Bill said, he'd give it like a six out of 10. And I was thinking like a four out of 10. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it might be a little higher now. Um, I did like the main character a lot. Um, and I did like the atmosphere. I liked the setting. Mm hmm. I I love the woods. Like, even after watching this movie, if I could have a cabin in the middle of the woods, <laughs> I would, you know. Um, after the quarantine, guys. Um, yeah. I, but then there were a couple things about it that I thought were really stupid. And there was, like... I just... I felt like they were trying to, like, dodge some of the horror tropes, but they, like... There was one I was like, Bill, this is like the equivalent of blah 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 blah, you know, mm. and it just annoyed me really bad. But yeah, so I mean, yeah. right now it's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, keep in mind, um, enjoying the film doesn't mean I think it's a masterpiece. I, I don't oh no, think it's a masterpiece. no, yo, I'm just, for listener's sake too. I'm not okay. just for you. Um, but I, I would, you know, I'm leaning. Honestly, six out of ten sounds about right. I might even go seven, but uh, only because I was really, again, into it, Um, which that's the thing with horror movies. And sometimes I'm instantly out. Uh, Like the the characters just repel me or the premise I feel is really dumb or I think characters make stupid choice after stupid choice. I don't really feel like that happens here. I, I like if there is a point where characters start making dumb choices, I think it's it's understandable because of fear um versus like stupid choice after stupid choice you know like uh and again and again that is a, a subjective point of view and sometimes I might be more forgiving if I really like a character or if I can justify their behavior um in some way and uh i
0: I think with this main character though that like. I just feel like he's a strong, like main character because I'll talk about it more after spoilers. Actually, yeah,
1: and I think I think it's it's fair to get into one detail of the initial story. It's what sets up the whole thing is that we meet the guys. They're all at a bar, um, like pub, apparently John. pub. Excuse me, <laughs> um, and because uh, they are British, um, and. uh, they're debating on where to go for their like trip. Apparently it's, it's implied again that they do like once a year, they go on like a trip together, like a friend trip, which is really cool. I don't have any friends that do that. So, um, I guess technically well, I want to know what uh,
0: people want to do for a living. That's what I wanted to
1: know. It's, it seems like a variety of jobs. Um, the implication is that race balls character is probably like the only one who's not matured as much. You get the vibe that like the other ones have wives and you don't really hear him talk about a wife or anything like that. Um, And he wants to keep, he wants to keep drinking. Luke is the character's name. He wants to keep drinking afterwards. And he, he convinces uh, his friend, Robert to come with him into the liquor store to buy a bottle. What they find out is that the liquor store is in the middle of being robbed. And I don't feel like this is a spoiler because this is in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Um, But this is what uh, encourages one of the things that they were talking about doing was going to Sweden and hiking. That was Robert's suggestion. The group kind of like laughed it off. Um, Robert ends up dying uh, because of the the robbers or the what's the right the holdup guys the the criminals who are there robbing the store um, he refuses to give over his wedding ring the guy hits him in the head um, and hits him again it's really brutal and harsh and uh, luke is hiding um, he hides as soon as he realizes what's happening and he doesn't come to his friend's aid he hesitates and that kind of becomes the uh the theme is can he step up and be brave can he face his fears and um and be responsible i think to a degree too because i don't i think he keeps like he seems to avoid responsibility in a lot of cases and uh that's the the overarching message of the film and that's one of the reasons why i like this movie uh, some horror movies don't really have a point and this one i don't know if it if it completes the point well um i I, th- I think the movie has some issues in the third act and maybe closing out things but i think a lot of horror movies have a hard time with that sometimes and the best ones don't but even like hereditary which is one that i love where you hear a lot of complaints is that ending and i am okay with the ending but a lot no. of people hate it um saying i think similar with midsummer although i also like the ending of midsummer i actually like the midsummer ending a lot um but i've heard some people not and what yeah wait do you like it or dislike it i don't
0: i mean i've only seen the movie one time but i couldn't think of a better ending but hereditary i mean you guys did a good job and you had me creeped out you know and i feel like that's really hard to do but you know and then that ending i'm like who did this did stephen king write this for you sorry
1: i don't one that's a that's a funny jab as many people love that guy um but i uh i i don't have the issue with the ending that a lot of people have with hereditary but again that's kind of my point is that it's gonna depend on where you fall with those types of things and for me um it's not enough to wreck this movie it's not it's not good enough to make like me go oh this is uh the new horror canon which i am like that for us and get out and hereditary and midsummer i'm like this is what horror should be um not everyone agrees with that so good yeah, but I love all four of those movies, and those are two directors only. But I and there's a, there's one other horror film that I really really like. Oh, A Quiet Place, which it's anyone so who good. doesn't love A Quiet Place, I just can't get over. Big Tuna, I'm talking to you. And what he does not like that movie. I think he's that
0: movie. Fan.
1: is yeah, know, so definitely. great. I've taught that movie, and I can't, I can't and wrap my head. There is some cheesy stuff in it though. Just like and that's I guess at to my point in the second one.
0: Well, I mean maybe.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, we yeah. don't
0: really know what's happening now,
1: but, uh,
0: how can you not like that movie?
1: But, um, that's it for the non-spoiler section of The Ritual, so, Corey.
0: Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about The Ritual in great detail, you've been warned.
1: So, before we get into the problems with the third act, I really like the creature design. And a lot of times, you that know? is a weak spot of movies. Um, I thought it was really cool. I think it's this giant, like, elk-looking kind of moose creature. tiny little face? I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's not, because it's like two things. It's super creepy. I thought it was really creepy, and that is, it, like, it,
0: it's
1: a giant elk thing, and then it's, yeah. like, a person is its head, and that's what I like about it, is that, because it has hands and arms, so it's, like, it's, it's two different kind of, it's a god, like, you know, like a satyr or a centaur, but creepier, and Um and giant and massive and even the first time like when Rafe sees it or when Luke sees it in the woods and its hand just kind of moves from the tree that part was so creepy, um, and again, (sighs) there's always that potential where you you have a cooler idea in your head of what the creature might look like, and then will it live up to that expectation? I didn't know what to expect, so when it came out, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. It's it's giant. It's scary. It's you know, I get it. I totally buy it as like a godlike creature. Um and it it felt cuz it wasn't sweden it felt like a something that i could see like the midsummer type festival worshiping you know like i kind of bought into it like you think of all the effigies and stuff in that movie and it, i'm like all right cool yeah, i get it so it but you didn't like it
0: until it's tiny little face it looked so dumb <laughs> um, i see I,
1: I didn't feel like it looked dumb
0: i felt like it I they kept like not showing us. Not showing us. Yes, not yes. showing us. Or we would just see like one thing, like it's antlers, or you know, we they wouldn't mm-hmm. ever like reveal the whole thing to us. So I didn't think they were going to really and they they still don't like reveal the whole thing to us, I don't think. Like we at the end we get to see its silhouette really well and like we get to see it, but I don't feel like it really shows its face at that point. And I don't know. When its little face came in the window, I'm like, guys, I don't know.
1: I, don't, I feel like it's a normal sized face. Like, but like <laughs> it's huge. a human sized face. Like, it's human.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. And it yeah. looked like a book to me. No. A, a book? It was like flat.
1: Well, because like, it was like a hood. Like, it was like something face. back.
0: I don't know. John, I, I just couldn't handle it. I'm like, you guys made me wait for this.
1: Uh, see, I didn't. I thought it was kind of creepy. I wasn't sure what I was seeing when we first saw. I was like, "What is that?" And then it's like, because it's supposed to be like the the creature's nose, but then it's not because it's like a body hanging from it. Like, I I, I thought it was kind of a creepy design. Um, Maybe not like you I know was what scared.
0: it makes me think of is like some of the toy creatures from Krampus. Yeah, Krampus, I
1: mean, I get however. that kind of a vibe too. Um, like, there's there's an ancient element to it that I think fits into that as well um but the the real third act problem is the the people right like that we find these people and they just like start dropping all this information that doesn't go anywhere like the ritual is going to begin I'm like what ritual and like they don't explain it there's no real reason to it and like apparently the ritual is just bowing it's like it's not a ritual rituals like you have to go well, and get three pine cones and do it by the, <laughs> the moon the before the blood moon or something like there's well, no I, like framing. Built-
0: these huge... I'm so sorry I keep talking over you today. No. I'm sorry. They, like, built this huge, like, offering thing. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. a cross, but... And, I mean, they, they were the ones who were, like, leaving the things in the woods, right? Like, they left, um, you know, that straw person, I'm sure they built it and left it in the houses, and they were, like, carving out stuff. So, I... See what you're saying, but also they were sacrificing people.
1: Well, they were and weren't right. Like, because the thing was killing people before. Yeah. Like, did the the kills that it earned on its own count as sacrifices? And it also no, doesn't just... I thought. But then, who are they sacrificing before that? Because there's no, there's no like glut of people. And he's apparently been chosen to be like. A follower, but I don't fully understand that. Like, I don't think the lore holds up under scrutiny. I think if you start analyzing it, you're like, "Eh, a lot of it doesn't make sense. As an experience of a film, I think it's very strong. If you start looking at the story, I think it falls apart.
0: Well, I think that it makes sense that he is one of the chosen ones, because I feel like in a lot of horror movies, or like, a lot of other types of movies, too, that the person who goes through pain or who, you know, I mean, is... Chosen and I was thinking about a movie oh, that had a female main character, and then now I can't remember.
1: Split. It's split. It's split. Yep.
0: Perfect. Thank you.
1: Yep. You know,
0: like I feel like that's a thing that happened, so that made sense to me. Um, I I want to go back to the beginning because at first I was really mad at him for not helping his friend, but I mean it was at least two junkies in there holding up this liquor store already beat the heck out of one person who works at the liquor store a woman who we don't even see until it's too late i thought that was a good setup actually um of -hmm. this horrible situation that they find themselves in um and then the junkies come out from the back room and there was somebody back there too i'm just like why won't you help your friend or why are you not doing anything at all right now nothing but then like later on when he is being given hell from Dom um, I'm like why if I were in that kind of situation I would probably shut down I mean yeah, I've never been in a situation like that knock on wood but you can't say what you're going to do in that situation it's a terrifying situation and you're right because first they like cut his face what is that weapon they have i can't think of what it is it's like
1: i thought it was just a bat that he hit him with
0: oh i thought it was a blade
1: we're talking about the 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 junkies in the the liquor store right
0: yeah because the first time the first guy
1: has a knife but this the the guy hits him in the head with a bat i'm pretty sure and it just splits his face open that's what i that's what i saw but
0: okay i can't remember what those tools are called but and it's not like a is it a scythe it's like, not
1: like
0: one of those like what, sickle things.
1: Yeah, like what the Grim Reaper kind of carries, right?
0: Yeah, it wasn't that because it was a flat no. blade. But maybe it was a baseball bat. Um, But he's like having to relive this like every time that he sleeps. He's having like this dream. And I'm sure he has so much PTSD. And even though people are not saying this stuff to him. You know, I'm sure that he knows that they think it anyways. We can feel that he yeah. has a very heavy... Heard about this and i don't know like ha- seeing him i mean obviously that's where the story is going he has to face his fears because we keep seeing that every time he goes to sleep um when they come up on that first house i did it just like blow your mind i'm like why is it not why isn't everybody like checking out the rest of the house <laughs> like, isn't yeah. that what you do
1: <laughs> i mean i wouldn't have even gone in the house like, no like but i get why they did like i i I totally understand it's raining and they're lost in the woods essentially
0: and i was thinking that there's nothing more miserable than being completely sopping wet from your head to in your shoes like and it feels like they've been walking for a very long time also what does this movie tell us don't take shortcuts (laughs)
1: Right, especially like uncharted shortcuts in a foreign <laughs> land where there, there you have no cell service or right? like there's nothing. Right? <laughs> Why would like, you do that? <laughs> and, and, well, because the guy hurt his knee, which it's like he does come off. as that that's one of the things I liked about that character? He, I totally believe he was one of those guys who would like oversell an injury just because he's you know,
0: but. We did see his leg, and it does look pretty gnarly.
1: You're not wrong, but initially, I, I totally got why they thought he was overdoing it. He's the it, whiny you know? baby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, multiple times he's like, oh, hiking, you know, like, so yeah, he just sounds like he wants to be carried kind of thing, so. Yeah, um,
0: definitely the most boring out of these adventurous, you know. Well,
1: I mean, Luke doesn't seem like he really wants to be there either, but they all went because, you know, it was Robert's last request sort of thing, you know? And I think, um, I think a lot of that works. I, I that's what, the first two acts I think are super strong, especially as far as you caring about what happens. Um, And then I think, you know, there's some things that I feel like if you really scrutinize with the third act and how things end, I don't think everything pays off that they set up. Like, I don't think he gets the opportunity to try and save his friends and he does, like, he. it's not like he, he totally hides, but he also does hide a little bit, you know? Like, he doesn't full-on just put himself out there um, to, to save them. And again, like, why does the, why does the fact that he has pain matter to that God? Like, there's no explanation to what the, they're why they're sacrificing or what he's the God of. We're just told he's an ancient God and they worship him. And if you bet, if you bow to him, you're okay. And that's all the thing does to him is make him bow. Right. And he refuses to bow and it's like, okay, but why does he want him to bow? Like, what's, what's the end game for this, this creature? What's he going for? And he like hangs things on the trees, but there's no like, for it's, it's scary
0: dude when he like was it dom that we see who no it wasn't dom i don't think we see him pick up him the creature Uh pick up one of the friends i can't even remember which one and like stake him on a broken tree limb
1: it's dumb it's yeah He's. i thought i was like
0: oh my god my chest hurts
1: i was like oh yeah i
0: mean mean, that was an, an interesting kill you know
1: Sure. Yeah. Again, I have no issues with that. Or um, I'm just saying. Oh, you said it's Dom. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah, Dom, not dumb. I thought you said (laughs) Dom. No, no, it's the character Dom. Um, No. Go ahead. No, no. Um, I'm not trying to. I'm glad you're saying a lot of stuff. Uh, I just, and again, it's not. It's not a criticism. While watching the film, I was good with everything while watching it. Like I was entertained. I was engaged. I just think when I'm like thinking about the story afterwards, I'm like, well, a lot of this doesn't really make sense, which I think is true for a lot of horror films. Mm-hmm. And usually what you can justify with those things not making sense is that, well, there's like a, a really profound metaphor or something you can pull from it. And I don't think that's here. I don't think th- I think the movie's toying with some ideas. I don't feel like anything really came off as like, oh, well, that's what this is for. Like you watch Get Out and Get Out's an obvious metaphor or, or, or you know, parable of what it's talking about and i feel like us is is a little less obvious but there's a lot of stuff you can deconstruct from us of what us is saying and i think midsummer and hereditary as well because they're both you know ancillary for grief and and dealing with like loss and um even like relationship stuff I, I think are really prominent in those movies. And so all of the stuff that's happening and even one that I don't like, it follows, which, because I feel like the <laughs> metaphor, so on the nose of like, yes, it's sexual transmitted diseases. I get it. It follows you everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. It, it's fine. Um, people like that movie a lot. I, I, I don't know. I was kind of repelled by it, but even I mean, God, even if we went into like the 80 slasher films, it, it was all puritan puritanical points of view of don't have sex or you're going to die. Right. Like it was, Boom. I don't know what I'm supposed to take from this movie. Uh, on Now, that doesn't mean it's not there. Maybe I just didn't click. Maybe it didn't click for me. Or maybe I haven't thought about the right thing yet to pull it out. But it seemed to be about, you know, not being afraid or standing up for yourself. And yet, I don't really think that there's, like, a lesson there. Like, does, like that seems pretty obvious. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be afraid. But you're probably going to be. And it's okay. I feel I, like
0: it's not something – I mean – I feel like as I think about things or I'm about to say them that I forget every other situation that this has ever happened in, in the history of the world, but I don't feel like that's really something that is, uh, I don't know what word to use in horror movies often. Like we aren't, it's not people like, like actively just facing their fears because most of the time they go into the situations where they get killed and they don't really even have any idea what they're like the, uh, the level of what they're dealing with. Okay. Like even I just rewatched Friday the 13th for the first time in a million years. And none of those kids had any idea that they were going to be coming face to face with a killer. They just thought it was somebody else that's hanging out and going to be camp, you know, a camp counselor too. Or, you know, at one k- point she thinks she's going to go save a kid. Um, but I, but in this, I he has a very good idea of what that he will probably die. But he goes anyway. Like when, what's that one friend's name? I think it starts with an H. Hutch. Uh, Hutch when Hutch yeah. is taken, he like goes looking through the woods for him. And takes his other friends with him. Yeah. I mean, what are you... I mean, A, what are you going to do if you do find him or find the thing? But You know what I mean? And then, like... So, there's a point where... I think it's before it gets real serious. And they're all... It's after they've stayed in the house. And now they're staying in their tents. And he luke he hears the noises he hears all this awful stuff i think one of the friends gets taken that's
1: when hutch gets taken okay it's when he hutch wakes is up, taken. yeah he gets up thinking that it's um you know uh it was a dream because in the dream a tent gets pulled up from the ground which that that's been done and so many. in fact it was done in the the most recent blair witch movie which was not good not um, good I, where the tent gets just like ripped it. up yeah, yeah i saw it in theater uh it was very disappointing but um you know he sees that and he like you know he wakes up and turns out yeah hutch is actually missing um the the other friend is on the ground like freaking out about it and um he like ag- opens his tent and is actively looking around and gets out and is like
0: acting i don't know to me that was like the equivalent of is there anybody there? I don't know. Yeah. It's like what are you going to do? And it's can we cool. stop using our flashlights so much?
1: Well, I guess that was for our benefit, probably you know what I mean, like they wanted us to see uh what was going on on screen, but um, yeah, and again, and i I think the movie's very engaging, and um, I cared enough about the characters that i I cared about the outcome, and I'm not saying it's like a horrible story either, I'm just saying I think. It, it's a lot of the stuff like well why would they do that and why are those people out there and how do they end up there and why can't they just leave the woods like if this thing seems especially based on the ending he seems confined to the woods right like the monster so if they just left the woods they'd be all right right is, is there a benefit is there are they mutually think, gaining something by staying in the woods like there's no real other than they seem like freaks but i mean outside of that like you which that's also kind of a trope in horror but, films right like the oh. the creepy texas chainsaw massacre family or the uh house of a thousand corpses family but there's no real rhyme or reason to why they're there
0: they well they do this so that they can live forever much longer than they're supposed to so i wonder if they aren't like in his presence if he would take that away from them
1: i would say yes for sure but what is it living like, what are they living for?
0: That's like, what I told Bill. I was like, these people live in these broken down cabins. No running water. No whatever. They don't even have real windows.
1: Yeah. like So, like, what, what are they wanting to live for? And if the implication is that they're all there because they had great suffering or great pain then don't you want it to end? Like, why would you want it to prolong? Like, it doesn't, that's what I'm saying. See, under scrutiny, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what point is it? Like, why are you living there? You don't get, they're not like living on a, a like a utopian society. They're living in like crappy woods. Like, it's not like, you know, they don't seem happy. They seem like, they seem like freaks and outcasts. It, it's not fearful. a sensible thing. You know, like, did you see The Endless? I tried to watch that movie. I don't understand that. That makes that, you Oh Corey, sometimes <laughs> um, because I got, that's like... a better that's a better version of this though, as far as like those people are living in a loop forever. I don't think that's a spoiler, I can't remember for sure. Um might have been sorry. Um but like at least it's like nice and you can understand why. They're having like parties every night. Like they look like they're having a good time. That
0: sounds exhausting.
1: Yes, but at <laughs> least they're having a good time. These people are not, they don't seem to be having a good time. They seem afraid of the monster right like they know they won't kill him but they seem afraid and they i don't know it just it's like one of those things where like why is the family like this you know it's just because they're they're evil but they're not evil because that one woman seems like she's kind of hitting on luke like she's like oh you're gonna be part of this and it's like okay but you what's wrong with the other f- four or five guys and there's the one guy they're who's like related. the way too maybe but there's the one guy who's like the way to trademark like creepy albino looking guy with the bald yeah. head. Like, and it's like there's no explanation for any of that and then the old lady who's like a witch but she's not a witch i don't again i love it's though, just like piece <laughs> together
0: i love that scene there were two cool scenes in the there the weirdies houses
1: um he punches her
0: i love that scene so much yeah, so, i was like no so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i both were like did that just happen it was so great it just popped um and then when I'm not even sure what it was but when he goes into that room that's upstairs and all of those what are those things we think that they're like inanimate oh, objects they're, probably
1: they're like zombies of or like mummies I guess that they're still there like in worship which again no explanation and it doesn't make any sense like why it was are cool they when it there happened, though. Yeah sure and then him setting them on fire I guess was kind of cool but again it's like yeah hey, but why what is this god's thing? Like what is it doing? And are like if he sacrifices them by hanging them in the tree, do they go and they said they don't get the bodies either, right? Like so No, they leave
0: them where they're hung.
1: Yeah, so then who are these like mummy mummified like parishioners in the room? Like
0: At first I thought, "Oh, what are they called?" Uh, dang it. Like the straw man at the beginning effigies Effigies. that's what i thought they were at first sure then they started like moaning and kind of moving and stuff
1: yeah and clearly alive and then they, they even start screaming i think when he sets them on fire
0: you know and i liked i kept expecting them to finally get to the lodge and find out that oh yeah no one around here goes in those woods because they find that tent at one point um and then they find an ID and something that's from 1984 so it doesn't seem like people go through these woods very often it seems like just people that have no idea that you shouldn't go in these woods probably like yeah. tourists is what i got but i thought that that was a cool like
1: part of the story but uh, it was but, it but wasn't I, I out these are all... it doesn't pay off uh, it's another setup and no payoff and that's again it's not I still like this movie like I, I probably now sound like I'm I'm just saying that it, it when you have such a cool like atmosphere and setup and then it, it, the payoffs not even bad because it is it, they keep it under 90 minutes so it's like you know it's it's a tight movie um it just still feels like you could have done a little more at the end to like really bring back some of those things that you brought up because even like the monster kept making him relive that scene of mm. the liquor store and there's no real reason for it. Like the monster cuz also cuz like the monster tricks Dom into thinking it's his wife, right? Like his yeah. wife comes up. But why? Like he he wasn't going anywhere. You there was no real reason or explanation to it.
0: Wondering like if that's what was happening to all of them or to everyone, you know what I mean, that that they see something that they love or
1: well, and that's Trust. the other thing. The one friend is, like, being forced to pray to it, but he's not the chosen one, and we're under the implication that bowing to it is how you stay alive, yet it kills him. So why did they make him pray in multiple scenes? Like, he's naked and, like, praying in the one, the one moment, but for what reason? And we don't even know what Hutch saw, but Hutch pissed himself over his nightmare, you know? So, like, again, there's, like, all this stuff that feels not fully developed or i missed and i don't feel like i missed because i was like really into this and i had my headphones on like i said so i was like giving it even more attention than i usually have been giving movies at home Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like i missed anything i just feel like it's missing and that's disappointing because i do think it's really good and i'm not saying i don't want 20 more minutes of story just make those things that you set up have a purpose like why is he praying in front of the 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 effigy why is he wake up and he's like holding his hands up and then why does why are we told that bowing to it is the only way to stay alive and yet phil died like phil should have made it phil should have made there should have been a confrontation between phil and luke at the end and they set it up where there is going to be that but it's going to be dom and him because dom calls him out on robert and that doesn't really happen we don't get that confrontation there is some closure between the two of them i think they have like a bonding like apology type moment but you know he doesn't get to save dom he doesn't really get the opportunity he tries but he's like way late in getting there you know like he can't he breaks his thumb and then he doesn't get to save him like right like he breaks his thumb he does the tough thing he sacrifices himself to save his friend and then still is not even close to getting to save his friend he doesn't like try and fail he's like broke my thumb oh he's dead now like there was no payoff for that breaking of i would have been so mad if i broke my thumb and then immediately lost the opportunity like the whole reason i'm breaking my thumb is to get out of the the handcuffs and by the time i even get out of one the guy's dead like i
0: don't feel like he would have been able to do the things that he did if he didn't get out on his own like well sure
1: sure but the whole setup of that is that he was doing it to save a friend where earlier in the film right he mm-hmm. neglects to act, and his friend dies. Yeah. So now he acts. He does the hard thing. He risks himself, but he doesn't even get to do that. And Dom doesn't know that he did that. For all Dom knows, he was the asshole he thought he was, and he just sat in there watching and didn't do anything. But he was trying to help. He just It took longer than he thought, which is realistic, mind you. Because sometimes you're like, I'm going to help, and you just can't. You can't get there. Freeze. Okay. But, yeah. Um, or. Oh, yeah. I I guess that's enough. We we went long on the last episode. And we're I, I maybe that's a good thing. These movies are, are getting a lot of uh conversation out of us. Maybe a sign that Netflix movies deserve a little more scrutiny than they're often given. Like because Horse Girl, way out there movie, right? Like it needs a lot of analysis to really figure out what that movie's doing. And I think the Ritual is really solid as a watch. I think it's a very engaging movie. I think if you like horror, it's gonna keep you in it. Um. And I, I do think it's a little lackluster at the I, end.
0: Um, I did want to say that I love the score to this.
1: Yeah, actually, I like the, uh, the music as well. Um, I don't. But to me, see, a lot of times when I say I like the score, it's that it didn't take me out of the movie. Like I was in the film and I was in the mood. So I, I'm also at the same time not aware of it as much where mm-hmm. like that was one of the complaints i had with it follows people love the score mm-hmm. for it Follows, love it but it was so i had headphones on when i watched that movie too actually and to me it was so overwhelming and every time it was on i was aware of the score and it was like oh my god there's a score there's a score playing." it's like people complain about um the laugh tracks on sitcoms mm-hmm. but i don't usually notice them until someone's like, oh, the laugh track. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess now that you pointed it out, it's there. But I just have always taken that as part of the show and, and just, it, it's, I laugh with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how the scores that I tend to like are ones that don't like make themselves known to me. I just, yeah, I just feel like it's part of the experience and I'm just immersed in the experience with the score, where if a score like, is pounding in my ear i tend to be like oh my god not always sometimes it works another time like i I feel like 2001 a space odyssey that's when the score kicks in it wants you to feel that it wants that from you it wants to like make you aware of it and i'm not sure if that's what it follows one but i was just like oh my god the score we're here i don't remember any specific music like i can't think of like a a tone or a song but i really liked it
0: reminded me of like a slasher like Every time they're running from the monster, the monster is coming
1: like that. uh, The composer is Ben Lovett. And he, uh, another movie I've been wanting to watch from, I don't remember who even recommended it to me, but it's called Synchronicity. He did the score for that movie as well, which I've wanted to get to um, look and see if anything else I really like that he's done. Does not look like it. Which is not an insult to him. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of movies, but. He has not done a lot of big movies, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, this one worked. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to give final ratings? I'll let you go first. i I'm going to go decent watch, but leaning towards not quite golden because I, I did enjoy it while I was watching it. And I could even see like re-watching this and still being into it. Um, I might nitpick it a lot more the second time around. Or maybe I will notice things that would make some of my complaints less. You know, maybe there is stuff there that I wasn't picking up on because I didn't know the outcome. Now that I know it, maybe I'll notice, oh, that's yeah. why they're doing this. Because yeah. um, I was trying to think of like, because uh, Dom hurts his knee. Um, Phil is complaining of his feet, like that his feet are hurting from his shoes or whatever. And I think Hutch had a, a problem too. So I was trying to think like, are these problems representative of something else, like of their personalities? Are these reflective of who they are? Mm. And I couldn't quite, place all of it so I was like mm, maybe I was just me reading into this too much they are hiking and they're not used to it so odds are they're going to have aches and pains and that's just part of it um, but uh, I, I, you know, I'd like to believe that maybe there's more there that I just didn't get um, on my first viewing that I would get in subsequent viewing so decent watch uh, leaning towards not quite golden definitely I enjoyed the movie while watching it
0: I am rating this as it being a horror movie because i feel like (laughs) those get rated differently but um i was thinking it's solid decent watch but Mm -hmm. as a horror movie i think it actually would lean a little more towards not quite golden pony boy
1: okay
0: because i just horror is my favorite genre but boy
1: we've watched some bad horror on this podcast um
0: and things that are like beloved and we have
1: no idea you and i like i I don't know what it is with like we both didn't like the spirit and that's and if you've listened to this podcast for a while a lot of times we don't agree um with certain things but some of those where both of us went in expecting to like be blown away we were severely disappointed and I was so happy with both of those in the sense that we were like on the same page. I totally thought I went in like, Oh, these are going to be fights. And we we're both like, Nope. I'm like, Oh, all right then. Um <laughs> And then there's been some like mediocre horror and like stuff like starry eyes that I, I didn't love, but it, yeah. Um, which actually I think the more that one popped up recently on something it's on, it's on a streaming service somewhere, but um you know, horror is a genre that I, I tend to, I have a very specific taste in the ones that I like. And when they work for me, they work for me. And this one was very – it worked for me while watching it. I do – again, I, I just feel like it could be – I see so much potential that's just missed. And that's what really bugs me at the end is, like, I'm like, oh, you had this – and again, I, I really like Rafe though a lot. I think consistent throughout the film, I really enjoyed him as a character. Um, So – uh, the Ritual on Netflix, if you didn't watch it but you decided to listen to all of our spoiler talk, sorry, uh, highly recommend you go back and watch it. Um, next week is our last uh, episode for the small screen for this month. We are going to be coming back to small screen in a couple of months. Um, it's the uh, taking of Deborah Logan next week. Am I saying yep. that right? Yep. I'm trying to pull up. Oh, there it is. Um, I hate the poster for this movie. It freaks me out so much. Um, That's
0: good. Except... I, I feel like I didn't know that this movie was 2014 because I've been hearing a lot of reading a lot of buzz about it. Um, like just recently is what brought it to my attention. Mm. But I didn't realize who the director was.
1: Adam Robitaal. Insidious. Oh,
0: was Safe Room oh, good? Escape I room liked room
1: safe room- uh, Escape Room. I liked Escape Room. Um, my review's up... Uh, oh, he's doing the second one that was supposed to come out this year, uh, in October, but it will probably be delayed like all other movies. Um... Uh, okay, he did the the bad Insidious. He did The Last Key, um... Which I've not seen. Actually, did he do the whole movie he did? And apparently he did a bunch of shorts. Um, but I've not seen it. Uh, I did see Escape Room. I like that a lot. It has... It has, uh... There's a clear tacked on scene at the end of the film when they decided to turn it into a, a franchise that's real bad but up until that point I thought it was really entertaining and, and really solid um it, it's it was a movie that I went into I think it was a January release last year if I'm not mistaken um and I went in like very very apprehensive about it and ended up enjoying it I did not know uh, about this movie this movie we we're gonna be watching on Shudder um, for our last streaming service of the month. So, if you have access to Shudder, you can watch it with us, or you can pay for Shudder. Or, like I think they had a free trial. I don't know if it's still active, but Google uh, Shutter trial. Um, it it's was like they in. were doing thirty days. Shut in is the uh, promo code. That's right. And um,
0: but so obviously we're not sponsored or anything. Just a fan. But it's even when there's not a deal going on, it's only five dollars a month
1: yeah because it it is a much more limited pool of films because one it is only horror films and two they only have certain horror films they don't have all horror films although they like Corey said they just added all the friday the 13th movies except for a few um so yeah like they have stuff and uh there's a really cool documentary called black noir um that discusses the uh african-american actors throughout the history of horror that is great if you haven't watched it um really good documentary i watched a little while back um and uh jordan peele i think is producing credit on that because he's on like everything since get out was a success he's produced like so many freaking movies um but he's he's also interviewed in the movie uh but it's it's a really cool like look through the history of black horror and um yeah uh shutter is what we're gonna be watching so the taking of deborah logan um cory's pick for the last pick of the month of the theme of the month and um in the meantime you can follow us on social media Corey. where can they find you at Corey Star two
0: Rs on the end.
1: And you can follow me at Burke Reviews at uh, Twitter, Instagram, and letterbox.com. Um, we look forward to uh, being back with you one more episode with the small screen while we are all on lockdown. Hopefully, uh, the lockdown will end before summer movies are completely not a thing this year. We'll see what happens, folks. But um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay distant, and keep watching movies. This has been a Berk Reviews podcast, berkreviews.com.